นะโมทัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมทัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะนะโมทัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมพุทธัสสะสัพเพธรรมานาลังอนิเวสายาตีอิตโตปรังสกจังธรมโมโสทโพตีทุเดย์ไอคัมทูเอ็กซ์เพลนิงดัมมะอินเดอท็อปิกออฟวอร์จูอพาร์ตทูทูเลตติงโกไอ้แบบมันนี่ reading and preparation not because of the dhamma itself just I try to improve my vocabulary and most of the time that when I try to come up with something new and it's not so easy to translate in my head from Thai to English. And most of the time, it become English, Thai and English together. Please bear with me, but I will try to explain the most of my understanding for benefit of listener and benefit of myself, who the one who explore the Dhamma. In terms of virtue. If we thinking about virtue after the high moral standard, and it can be thinking of, uh, it might come from the supreme being, come from God, come from supernatural being, celestial being, or. Someone who looking above of us and checking on us: How are you doing? What are you doing? And is it good or bad? And thick, thick for you that it, this one is good one. Okay, thick for you one one mark, and that one is bad one. And thick for you that minus one. Everything like that. It might not be easy for many people. Especially someone who doesn't want to believe in this kind of system, because sometimes it, most of the time, that we cannot prove is it true or not. Someone who believe seem to be everything around show the sign that it truth, and someone who not believe or don't want to believe see no sign at all. Even the someone who believe they said that is the obvious sign. How can you? How can not? How can you not seeing it? Then, and it can have a lot of conflict between the one who believe and the one who not believe. And the one who believe seem to have authority because we have so many many thing that. 
proof, there's support, many texts, many scriptures, there's support that the system is truth. But other people, it seems they have no wisdom, they don't understand, they're not educated. And even though sometimes we, uh, people might push people who not believe in another category, maybe the, the group of Satan, Satan believer, Satan follower, Mara, someone who following the Mara. It's easy to do like that. But because of, we cannot prove how and why and it's true or not, it have argued for at least since the beginning of human civilization. And even from now, even now, we cannot prove it true or not. In Buddhist perspective, we don't need to argue in that topic. Even if they have, there is God or there is the supernatural being or not, we don't disperse them if they exist. Even, even though if they not exist, it don't interfere our practice because the virtue from Buddhist perspective did not come from the command or the wish of supernatural being or God, but it comes from the law of nature. If you are doing the right thing, if you do the right thing, no need to have, no need to wait for reward of somebody to tell the true or false or right or wrong. When you do the right thing, it's right and it's correct at that moment. And it's true at that moment. And it have a good result at that moment. The virtue like this, we can see from the perspective of human being that we know that we actually we are not so different from animal. We are if we think about as a creature, we just one kind of animal. Even though we try to distinguish ourselves, try to think that we are better than animal. Yes, one sense it's quite true that we are better than animal in terms of intellectual. We don't rely or we don't following our instinct, merely instinct. We use our wisdom faculty. We use our my ability. And we are better than animal in terms of we are able to train ourselves to be higher, to understand nature more. And we when we understand nature, we know how to live 
or use nature to serve us according to what it supported to ourselves. Mainly, both of us know happiness, the kind of happiness that we human being and animal know that when we gain things, when we get things, get what we want, it makes us happy. And when we see beautiful things, we taste delicious food, and we contact with comfortable environment, not too hard, not too soft, not too wet, not too hot, that make us happy. When we encounter with the thought, beautiful, nice, no worry, comfortable, easy, that make us happy. This sense of happiness, both human beings and animals know and we like it. The Buddha himself never dismissed this kind of happiness. He showed us that this type of happiness has a big value in human realm, human, human realm, even in the Deva realm. This kind of happiness we could not neglect. And the problem when we try to rely on this kind of happiness too much is because of everyone, when we gain things, we feel that when we gain more things, it makes us happier. That's how the economy and market in the world work. The advertisement try to lead us into that direction. If you gain more, you have more things, you will be happier. When you are wealthier, when you can acquire a lot of material things, you will be more happier. That's how the advertisement try to tell us and however my overrate as well. We human beings, in terms of try to get more things, we think we are the best, we are the special, we are distinct from other people because we have the right, we are, because we are special in, in terms of we have more knowledge, we are clever, we are we have priority, we have privilege. That's how human beings operate. When everyone thinks like that, most of us think like that, but the resources in the world did not uh, increase with our our wish, our need. As a human being, 
when we are greedy, it has no limit. We can see for ourselves. At the beginning, when we are young, simple things might give us happiness so easily. We don't need to have so many, but we can spend all day long with simple objects or simple material or simple food. We are so happy. No need to think much. But when we are grow up more and more, we start to acquire, we start to seek more things to give us happiness. And when we have the same thing that it used to keep us happy, to make us happy, if it stays the same all the time, we feel differently. The happiness is gone. The happiness is not there because our mind changed, our need changed, our wanted changed. And we need to increase it either a mouth of it or more time with it or when we stay with it for, for some time, we get bored. For example, when we, when we love somebody, we would like to marry with them, marry with, with her, she, he or she. After we marry, before we marry, it looks like she or he going to fulfill our lack in our life. Anything that we lack in our life, that person going to going to be fulfilled. Our lack. But after we marry, we stay together. The true, true nature of both being come to manifest, and we see that actually not hundred percent fulfilled. We uh, we might feel that yes, he or she was good, is a good person, but she should be better than that. He should be better than this. Before we we marry them, we invite them to our life. We don't have that thought. We thought this only. I marry her. I marry him. The world going to be fulfilled. Everything going to be fulfilled. The good person will be stay with a married life. They try not to change or cheating or do anything harm to each other, even though the happiness might not be what they expect. expect. But some people, they might not be able to stand. They would like to change. They would like to do something else. Then the level of happiness is gone, it declines. This is a problem of sensual happiness, or in Pali we call karma sukha. It has to rely on material things, rely on things that not in ourselves, the external thing. When we can acquire the good thing, even though it is happy, 
we feel happy, but the sin inside our sin, we we fear, we scare that we might lose it. Before we can get it, we try so hard and use a lot of effort try to get the object that we think is going to make us happy. After we get it, we fear, we scare that we might lose it. It makes us um, suffer. It makes us worry. And eventually, either that object of that person leave us or we have to leave them. We feel not happy, even thinking about it. Even though we, we know that everything in the world, when we come into this world, we come with the empty hands. Either you believe in religious, or you don't believe in religious, or you have a Christian, Muslim, or Buddhist, or non-religious. We know that when we pass away, we cannot get anything. We have to leave everything into the, in this world. But the funny thing is to let it go at this moment, to keep away that thing at this moment, is not easy to do. And when we think that material thing, the object around us, that make us happy. Everyone needs, they want, they need to get that thing and have the same perspective, have the same idea. Everyone needs more and more. So the conflict starts to happen because the material thing, the resources, is not increased. But our need, our want, our decide is increasing all the time. There is that the Jataka that I heard from the senior monk talk long times ago. He explained the unlimited of our desire. He compared with the, the Chataka, the, the Chataka tell compared with if we have psychic power, miracle, to transform the whole mountain to be solid gold, the whole mountain to be gold, it won't be fulfilled, the wanted, the desire of a single person. Even, even though the goal is a, you know, if it's, at the moment we might think, okay, just one bar of goal would be enough. But because of human being, when we think we want to fulfill our design, we have psychic power to transform the whole mountain. The mountain will be not, the mountain of goal will be not fulfill our wanted. This one comes from Chadaka, the name of the Chadaka is uh, Mount, I cannot remember exactly, 
เมทุราชา I think เมทุราชาจาตกะ The story is about one of the one of the emperor. He at that time he have he have a long lifespan. He was a prince for eighty four thousand years, and very happy to be a prince. After twenty eighty four thousand years, he been have been crowned as a crown prince for another. 84,000 years, very happy, very enjoy to be a crown prince. And then, when his father passed away, he himself became the emperor with the c h a k r a t a n a c h a k r a t a n a is like a power, the 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 wheel, seven type of power that the magical. Wheel that when the emperor needs something, want to go somewhere or acquire something, he just turn the wheel and he, that wish is fulfilled. That we we call Chakratana. After he became an emperor, became the king for some time, he start to get bored. Is that's it? Only this. Anything else that it can fulfill my life, then his courtier, the one who support him, told him that heaven, His Majesty, heaven. And the, the emperor think, okay, try the heaven. So he turned the chakratana and he moved himself to the heaven realm, to the Four king, four kingdom. The first step of heaven realm in Buddhism, and uh, the king of the four kingdom know his intention. So Maturaja came and said, uh, "Would you like to come and join us? Okay, I give you the whole kingdom. We give you the whole kingdom to look after. You, you are now the king of this heaven realm." The, the emperor is very happy. He was very, very happy. I was the king in the. I was the emperor in the world. In the world, and then it came to be the heaven. Then it became the king in the four kingdom in the heaven realm. He was so joyful and happy. But as a human being, and the story told, it doesn't last that long. And the king, the, the, start to think, what's next? What should I do next? And his courtiers start to tell him, the next one is the, the Tawatinsa, the higher higher level of, of heaven. Okay, let's try. So he turned his. Chakratana, we we can compare Chakratana like like a, like a, um, power of military power or money power that you can buy, you can acquire anything. But this one magical, magical. So he turned his Chakratana, and it, he appear in the Tavatinsa realm, 
and at the time the Indra, Indra is the king of that Tavating Saram, and he know that okay, this king he want uh, he want to share my power, so the the, the Indra give him half of the kingdom to to look after. At the beginning, that King Maturaja very happy. I have I be able to look after half of the kingdom of Tavatinsaram. Now I'm very, very happy. And it uh, story went by very very, very quickly and the the king the Indra have changed for thirty six Indra, the king still still there still looking after half of the kingdom. Then, then he start to get bored and he have the idea, what else I should do? Okay? How about the whole Tavating Saram? But the intra is still here. What should I do? He gave me only half of the kingdom. I would like to get all of them. What should I do? The only way to get it is to kill the intra. But because of the story told that human being could not kill the deva, and if he wanted to kill the deva, he could not be in the heaven. So by that thought, the king would fell from the heaven back into the earth, and he was mourning, even though I became a emperor of the world, I became the king of the folk heaven, I became the the chair kingship in the Tavating Saram. My my wish, my desire never be fulfilled. That just so pity that then he told his his a relative that he knowing him at that time. This is how the the desire of human being can not, never be, never, never be, never end. And what is the next step that human being can acquire and can be happy from? This one, it come to the virtue. I don't want to talk too much about virtue because so many of them in the list. For me, I would like to talk very simple, easy, and what I like the most because it nourished my heart and I learned it when I was really young and I found it really useful. This virtue is the dana, generosity. When human beings or people start to know that to gain things, to acquire things, to achieve, and we earn more, and we see that most of the time we spend with trying to get things to make us happy, but sometimes we forgot, forgot that we ourselves have ability to be happy without having having anything else. Just that ability 
Many people nowadays lost that sense of ability. We don't have that ability. We gain more things. We have more material things. We earn more money. We earn more status. We earn more power. We can control other people, but we cannot make our mind happy. That we lost. But in the sense of generosity, thinking about when we love someone, when we wish that person or that thing, that animal, that being to be happy, we be able to share what we have or give what we have to them. And we lost the object, we lost the property. But we get another thing else. We, get, we gain happiness. When we see our loved one happy, we feel really delight, even happier to see that. This is the sense of generosity that would, I would like to focus on today is the first principle, the first virtue, the high moral that human being in this world should contemplate on because we have a lot of problems in the world because we are so stingy. We have be stingy because we want to earn more. People might want to share to others, but it's limited in our own group. Only in my family, only in my follower, only in my religious member, I don't want to share with other people that we call macharya, macharya stinginess. In Buddhism, we have four, five kinds of stinginess. Stinginess in the dwelling. If you are not in my group, you're not allowed to come into this town. You, if you are not in my, you're not a citizen. You are not allowed to enter this country. Thing like that. You are not uh, the monk in our group. You are not allowed to stay in this monastery that we call, we call dwelling, the stinginess in dwelling. And stinginess in laba, stinginess in, in wealth, in property, and stinginess in knowledge, stinginess in, in uh, wisdom, five kinds of them. These five stinginess, if anyone become stream entry, they are they don't have this stinginess left any longer. Thinking about if we have the the mind like mother, like father, when we see the proper proper father, proper mother when we see that the kid be very happy when we feed them, when we give something to them, the kids very happy. And we are, even though we starving, we feel happy with them. We feel enjoy to see them grow up. If our mind can be transformed, can be expand, not just only for our, our family member, not for our kid alone, we expand to neighbor. We expand to people around us. 
this kind of stinginess, it makes society, it will make the world, the world far more happier than nowadays. Nowadays we have free trade, we have free market. The idea, the word, it looks very beautiful, it looks wonderful. But if you dig deeper and contemplate deeper, and we can see that free market is not, not that free. Free in terms of I want to send something to your country and I don't want to pay any tax, that is free, free in one go. And from your side, to send something to me is not free. I need to charge you for something. I need to charge tax from you. It means that it's not really free. We are still stingy. We are still protect only on my, in my own group. Even in religious circle, if you don't believe like me, you, not, you cannot go to heaven. Heaven, it belongs to my group. My God will be punished or give you a reward. If you don't believe in this, even though you are a good person, you are a kind person, you act decently, but because you not believe in particular God, you cannot be in heaven like me. And this one, it can be really big problem. It cannot solve the problem of the world. If we can come, if we all human beings come to simple term, simple agreement to solve the whole world problem, instead of we try to convert people to believe like us, or try to illuminate people who don't believe like us, try to push them in another side into the follower of Satan, the following of Mar the follower of Mara, we come to agreement that the truth is universal. Either you believe or not believe, either you interest in religious or not, either you interest in sci or not, it doesn't matter. The truth is universal. It has to be true for everyone, regardless of your belief system. If it can be like that, so it makes our life easier because the truth it not belong to anyone. The truth belongs to the nature, belongs to everyone, like a fire. When you touch the fire, the fire has different names in different languages. But when you touch the fire, you, you see that, you feel that it has the same quality. It has, you feel the same feeling. Even though we try to explain what the name of the fire is, it might be different in different languages. The wind, the water, is the same. The air is the same. The love, the feeling of supportive to each other, when we feel, we feel the same. It doesn't matter who you believe or you 
don't believe or you are skillful, you are not skillful, you are intelligent, you are not intelligent. The truth is universal. The second one, if we agree that human being is universal, all human being in this world is the same. When you harm human being, you kill human being, you destroy human being, it has the same effect. You human being are the same. If we can think like this, if we agree in this term, the world will be far more happier and easier to live on. But nowadays, even in America, I heard from my teacher, America is a very like a democratic world. It's the ideal for many, many society, many countries to follow. But my teacher told, told me that in America, I don't know if it's true or not, you have to contemplate by yourself. If you are not born male, you are not born white. You are never be equal. So human beings are always not equal in the practical world, in the daily world. And especially if you not believe in my group, you are not human being. In some religious text, in some religious scripture, even it encourages not to be friend with other group. And it quite, people are quite proud. That is the word from God. This one is the word from God. But you're not allowed to be friend with this kind of group. How? God is so stingy. If you think in this term, if you think in why God is supposed to be kind, supposed to be uh, have a lot of metta, have a lot of kindness towards the, the thing that he created. Why he not kind to the one who not believe in him? That if we have the same value of human being and we treat human being in the same way, the problem in the world will be demolished easily. And the last one is the quality of loving kindness. We should have, we should apply that quality of loving kindness for universal loving kindness. We kind to all human beings in the same way, if we could. No need to uh, differentiate them in terms of color skin, in terms of nationality, in terms of their belief system, in terms of uh, where they come from, languages. If we cry to them as human beings, as beings, and we can expand more, more to other creatures, other animals. If we focus on human beings first and we give this sense of metta to other creatures, this world can be very easy to live, very easy to, to, to stay.
and the the sense of generosity. Why is so useful? Because when we think about gaining and want to get things from other people, we don't look at human being or our friend around us. What we focus on, we focus on thing that is mine, that is belong to me, or it going to belong to me. We forget about human being or animal around us. When we have the sense of generosity, we start to think about that person, that being. How do they feel? How do, if I doing this thing to him, what is going to affect, affect him? If I kind to him, it's going to affect him in a good way. I am not kind to him. I harm him. It's going to affect him in a bad way. That our concentration goes toward being, goes toward person. We don't look for, okay, I want to gain, I want to get. Because all of us, even though we are human beings, we are just have the same quality in terms of uh, being, but many people have different quality of uh, knowledge, many different quality of wisdom, and we, when someone who educate more, know more, learn more, have more power, they can gain more. If we don't share, we don't, uh, we don't help each other, we don't support each other, people might think, if I gain more, and it's going to make me happy. Thinking about, if we are the only one who rich in the country of war, we are the only one who are so well off in the country of so many people starving. Are they going to leave us alone? I don't think so. People around us who are hungry, who don't have enough to feed their mouth, who don't have enough to feed their family, they won't, they won't let us be happily alone. They will come to do, to steal, to ask for, to begging from us. And we won't be happy because when we give to them, we feel that we, we need to give something that makes us happy. And we have to share with someone. And it creates a lot of problems in the world. That you can see that nowadays, when I was young, I don't understand why people so envy when they see rich people. For me as a Buddhist, when I, when I learned when I was young, instead of envy, I feel like oh, they're part of me. They accumulate, accumulate punya, accumulated punya, they accumulated virtue, that they born rich. But when I heard in the West, anyone rich, it seemed to be that they are a bad person. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be true in all, all the cases, but what I heard, I, I can feel like that. And I learned later in the Buddhist scripture, there are two kinds of wealthy men. The first one we call Seti. Seti is mean the one who well off and he looking after people around him. 
like Anada, Bintika, Seti. In uh, scripture, you can you can hear so many scripture talking about Anatta Bintika Seti. He very well off, he very rich, but he looking after a lot of people in the town. This one we call Seti, the one who looking after other people with his wealth. Another another person, another group of person we call Kadumbi. Kadumbi is the one who have the same amount or even more money, but they don't want to share with anyone. And nowadays we can see that some wealthy people in the world, they might be Kadumbi. They might not include in the sense of Seti. They are not Seti. They are not wealthy. They are Kadumbi, the one who have more money. Maybe he don't want to use. He don't want to spend. He don't want to make any use of that money. What he happy, he want to accumulate and keep it for himself. In the past, in the old days, have this sense of of Kadumpi, many of them in the in the scripture talking about about that. When I was a young monk, my teacher, when I start with who who I start with. Uh, the monastic uh, with is a chance support in Korat. We we have very little. We are from a really poor monastery, and the, my teacher as abbot, the young abbot, he had just only five or six was six years as a monk, and as a young monk, when no one look at us as a teacher, and when they treat us not a a main big teacher, the wealth and the support is not big. So we have very little. And actually, we not that, it's not that little. But compared to other monasteries, other, compared to other senior monks, we are quite poor. And we have some kind of material, the cloth, that when the monk went for funeral, in, at that time, in the funeral, it's quite open. We can see how we burn the body. The people will come and give offer the like, simple white cloth, quite cheap cloth, as the gift to the monk. And the uh, previous, uh, previous abbot, he accumulate and he keep that piece, that cloth. Many of them, a lot of them, because it's not it's really cheap and quite thick, and no one using it. And my teacher. After he became an abbot, and I joined him, and he asked me to learn how to make jivara and sankati, the rope out, the rope for the monk. I learned how to make it, and we start to make it. When I make it well, I, we start to make and give away, offer to another monastery. For me, it doesn't make make sense. At that time, it didn't make sense. We have so little. Why we give it away? Why we give it away? I asked my teacher. Why we have to give it away? Because we have very little. And my teacher told me that. I remember ever since. He said, when the old thing never gone, the new thing never come. When the old thing never gone, the old thing 
the, the old thing never gone, the new thing never come. In Thai, ของเก่าไม่ไปของใหม่ไม่มา For me, at the time, it quite like something that Wow, that is quite deep. If we want to circulate, we want a new thing. We have to make room for it. When we don't have room for it, we accumulate. We compare to when we eat a lot of food, even so, it it really delicious. And that type of food is still in our body. How? I think how we going to feel. It's going to be suffocated. It's going to be really difficult with our body. And when it, our body needs to have some kind of release after we use it, and it releases. And when it can be released naturally, and it circulates, it makes us happy. It works in the same way as our mind. Our mind works like that. When our mind accumulates a lot of things, we gain a lot of things, we earn a lot of things, to let things go, to make things... To let things go is mean that you, you give it up, you won't hang on it, you won't attach to it. Like I start to say, Sabe, Dhamma, Nawang, Nalang, Apiniwe, Saya. This one is from Machimanikaya 37. When the king of God, Saka, Saka Devaraja, came to see the Buddha, and he asked the Buddha, can you give me the brief instruction for the, for the monk, for the bhikkhu, who he trained himself to be end of, to, to manage to end of the suffering, to be the, the, uh, super in terms of, uh, higher than human and God, what is the brief, brief message that you give to them? The Buddha come to the summary, very simple, very short. Sabbe Dhamma Nalang Aviniyive Saya All Dhamma, all things are not worth to adhering to. All things, all phenomena in this world are not worth to adhering to. That's simple, because when we accumulate more things and we never have ability to share, we don't have ability to let go. And one, one, I cannot remember where, where the occasion was, but with Luang Po Cha, one of the people one of the person came to see Luang Cha and asked, what can I get when I let things go? That's how, how human beings think. What can I get, what can I earn when I let things go? That, our mind operates like that. What I like the most about Luang Cha's reply, he quite flank and direct. He said, lightness. It light. When you letting go, it light. It might you don't get anything else, but it light. How many of us come to the monastery, come to the to be the practitioner, to be the religious person, to be monk, 
to be someone who represent religious body. We think that what it going to be when we let it go, when we let things go, what we can get. We when we come, we thinking about ourselves. We thinking about what I going to lose if I going to spend more time to do this. Do I have to work more? Do I have to do more things? Other people don't do it. Why I have to do it? That how how human beings think. We think about how can I earn? How can I gain? How can I I get? What can I get? And we want to meditate. Most of us want to meditate and meditate and meditate. And from my own experience, when we are in the retreat time, when there are a lot of time to meditate, people are looking for something to do. But when we in at the normal time, when we have a lot of things to do, people want to meditate. It, because of we thinking about only for me, for me, only me as a person, me as a human being, me as special. I come here because I have a lot of problem. So you should looking after me because I am a special person. If we think about how about them? They have their problem too. If we think like that, we don't operate in terms of me or my. And when people meditate, they start to apply mindfulness. That's what we heard. Mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of walking meditation, mindfulness of many, many mindfulness, mindfulness. And the vocabulary is quite, it quite special in Buddhist term, but my in this in this term in this way is is spelled as M I N D my M I N D mindfulness. But most of us who meditate and try to meditate and want to meditate, we meditate with my my I M I N E M Y or M I N E my my mindfulness, thinking about my, me, what I want, what I get, what I earn, what I, and Lung Pao we focus on emptiness and, and quietness and silence. Don't try to meditate. Don't try to achieve anything. Don't try the person is not enlightened. You cannot enlighten as a person. Lumpozumeto focus on that. But most of us, when we meditate, we try to be my, me, my, me, what I can get, what I can earn. If we can change, can turn our intention toward, let it go, give it away, give our time away, give our, give our comfortable away, Give our our uh, stinginess away and let it be. Help other people, and the world is going to be really easy to live. But I would like to emphasize more is to 
let let us agree on universal human being, universal truth, universal loving kindness. If we can do like this, then we have generous heart. Virtue can develop more, and as a virtuous person, virtuous beings, it can create a lot of happiness around people, around animal, around environment, around us, because we are an environment of other people, and we are the environment of other being. If the person, only single person, be very good person, virtuous person, the one who don't want anything for himself, the one who always want to share things to other, that person can be very welcoming, can be really uh, nice being to be around, to live with, to work with. And today, the talk on the topic of virtue at the as the uh, at the path to letting go is come to an end. I would like to share this talk with you. Anything that you see beneficial, please contemplate and apply to use. If anything is not beneficial, please leave with me and. Forgive me for my language, my uh, skill, and un- skillful or anything that I make cannot make our, myself that clear. I hope all of us be practiced and close to nibbana in this lifetime. I have questions. Let, let I read the question. Someone who has retired, 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 and is say over sixty-five years old, can they still become a monastic in Thai forest tradition? For example, in Amaravati, in order to help them process lifetime of resentment and delusion and to develop their virtue before they died. Actually, to become a monk, to become a monastic, people might think from the perspective of lay supporter, the one who never be in the monastery, they might think that to came to the monastery, become a monk, and then you don't need to do anything. It's free. People always support you. People always bow to you. People always respect you and keep everything you want. That's how people think. And even though they never experience the monastic life, 
even in Thailand they think they think like that. It looked like became a monk is an easy life, but from my own experience, so many of them try out, and they complain that too much, uh, too much burden, too much requirement, too much, too much uh, time that the community asks from him, and usually they cannot stay that long. To answer is yes, you uh, people are allowed. Allow and pos- the possibility is here, but to join the monastic life is not just only one way. One way of I want to join and I can join, and the right is there. But when we come to the practical level, when we are older and older, it is really difficult to change our way of thinking, our way of thought, our way of uh, doing things. So when we are young, it might be easier. It's easier. And it's a story of one of the, the old men in, in Savati. He want to ordain, but he never, he never have any connection with the Sangha before. And the, the, the thing that the, the cause of he want to be ordained because he was the old man. He was quite rich, but he never be nice to his family. So one day his wife and his children just kick him out from the family, and he want to ordain. He walked from uh, Rajagaha to to Savati, and stay in front of the monastery. And he request the sangha. He want to ordain, but no one want to ordain him because he never have connection with the with the sangha. So he very unhappy and. He's getting skinny and skinny, skinnier and skinnier. And then one day the Buddha heard about this and asked, who is going to support this man to be ordained? And Saliputta, the, the, the right-hand man of the Buddha, told the Buddha, uh, I, can, I can do. I would like to support him. And the Buddha Asked him, Sariputta, in what extent, in what proposal, in what or why you want to ordain him? And he said, I remember one day I went for arms round. He gave me, he gave me one spoon of rice. And then the cause of ordination, he can ordain. His name is Rata. And Rata ordained him when he was 80, 80 years old. No one wants to ordain someone order because it's difficult to, to change and it's it not easy to, to train that it, it is the case. And if you are, people are really easy to train like Rata, Rata ordained when he was 80 years old and he, or he stayed up to I think 120, if I remember correctly, 120. And he is the first one that the Buddha changed from uh, the, the first time that the Buddha ordained, ordained people to be monks by Bhikkhu Upasambada, by invite them, you are, now you are Bhikkhu, by himself, now you are Bhikkhu. And then that person to be, 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 be a Bhikkhu. And after a lot of, a lot of people joined the Buddha and uh, there are many people, many Arahan ordained as a 
a monk and they became arahant. The Buddha sent them around and they changed their ordination way to be the sarana kamana. It means that just recite. Uh, I take the Buddha and the Dhamma, the Sangha at the refuge, and they became the monk. And Raja Brahm, he is the first, the first one that have to be has ordained as the has had been ordained as by the method that we use nowadays. We call chatu 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 yakam chatu it means that we have the Sangha come to agreement, we announce three times, and then that person become a monk. And this, the, the, the answer is yes, but uh, I heard from our Amaravati long time ago, we limited at 50. And, but you may try, and then the, talk to the Sangha, talk to the Achan. It, if you are the one who easy to look after, easy to to be trained like a Radha Brahm, and Radha Brahm is he became the the one who foremost in understanding of Dhamma. I have a Patipana in the in in in, in Pali Patipana understand really clear when someone give a Dhamma Desana. If people can be like that. Yes, opportunity still there. The next question. How did you respond to the teaching about Buddhist virtue as a layman prior to becoming a monastic? What made you become a monk, a monastic? There are so many virtues to remember. How might you guide those new to Buddhism around virtues and how this relates to the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path in the way to keep things simple to remember during a difficult time? For me, it's a very easy. The one who... Uh, what I would like to emphasize is dana, the generosity, very easy step to to apply in Buddhist virtue. We have other thing else. We have ten kinds of parami, virtue in sila, virtue in uh, samadhi, virtue in panya, virtue in nekama, ordination relinquishment, virtue in satya, many of them, but dana is the easy step, the easiest step. For me, why I, I ordain? If, if people ask, I always say, because I would like to, to pay back to my parents as a Thai. In tradition, we have to ordain at least for some time to pay our debt back to our parents. And why my interest in, in monastic life, when I was really young, I went to give a dana to the monastery. Every observant there, not every, but most of the observant there, the reason I went there, mainly 
people praised me quite a lot. They said, "Wow, so good! You are a young boy. You come to the monastery. That make me proud. That's the first thing. The second thing, a lot of sweet in the monastery. The leftover from the monk. That I quite enjoy it. That that another thing. And what I remember, at that time we don't have a lot of we don't have car. Not a lot of we could. I will say that we we don't have car. The car will be." Well, for example, I can lie down on the road for an hour. No car come to our village, and when we see the car, we see the headlight come up and down, up and down. It basically it means that I came from a very rural area, and everything, anywhere we want to go, we walk. And I remember the trail of People walk to the monastery. I, I'm not exaggerated. I think it's about 500. I didn't count, but I remember there's so much, so many of them carry one bucket, their buckets, and he got the gra, the gra with a little of thing, good thing in there, the gra to the monastery. Me, one of them, who carry to the monastery. And because I have to go back to school, I have to walk back and pass them. As a young boy, they say, "Oh, you're so good! As a young boy, you're very good." That is, I feel very happy, and I have a lot of, I have some sweet from the leftover back in my basket. And I went to my relative. She was she at the time she sells some candy, some sweet, and she gave to me too. That generosity from them, and the kind heart, kind word from them, make me really interest in monastic life later. And another thing is meditation. Meditation, because I'm the one who prone to worrying. I worry quite a lot. I even worry about the oil going to finish. Even though my family didn't own the car, but I'm thinking about the future. That the, what should we do if the oil did finish, and what what should we do? I'm really worried about that. Not exaggerated, but that's how I worry. And when someone told me something about their suffering, I start to worry too. Start to think about them, worry about them. Want to help them, even though I cannot help them that much. But in my gut, I can feel that it makes something not easy. I want to help them. Until I became a monk, I start to learn the scent of crocodile, crocodile tears. In Thai, we call "nam ta c h o r k e The crocodile tears mean they not cry because they are unhappy. They cry because They cannot get what they want. They might hurt somebody else, and they crying because they cannot hurt them enough, and they cry. And I learned that okay, don't trust their cry, their tear. That I learned later. Before that, I worry quite a lot. And then when I stay in the monastery, I learned that worry doesn't help. This is what I would like to reply to this question. Where there 
substance and the behavioral addiction mentioned in the Buddha times. Are you aware of 12 steps of recovery pioneer in alcoholic uh, anonymous where addiction can gain sustenance and healing from substance and behavior of addiction. There, are, there is a process in the 12 to inventory one character defects with support and sponsor, a sponsor, and then ask help from the high power of re- power to remove one's character differ, defects so that one character asset may reveal how might this process might release to the, Buddh- the Buddha teaching on virtues. I, to be honest, I never heard about this, the 12th step of recovery uh, as an alcoholic. In the Buddha time, I think someone, many people are addicted to alcohol too, and some even addicted to, to wealth, addicted to food. We might not see as an addiction, but the, from what I learned, the sutra, the sutra from and, and the King Basenati, King Basenati is the, from Kosala, Kosala country. He loved the King, the Buddha so much. He had to come to see the Buddha all the time, many, many times, almost every day. But the King himself loved to eat. At that time, he might not call as an addiction, but because the king is quite well off, and the king can eat anything that he, because he is a king, he, he can, he have a lot of food to eat, and then one day he start to, after he, he see the Buddha, and then he always went to bow to the Buddha feet, and praise the Buddha, and talk very nicely about the Buddha, and until the, in the, in the Tipitaka, there is the one section, it come from King Basenati, they call Sangyutta, uh, King Basenati, Gosala Sangyutta, if I remember correctly. And uh, the King Basenati talk about the Buddha. What the king addicted is was food. At the time, they didn't call addiction. But the Buddha saw the king when he, when he want to get up, when he sit, the king, it, uh, he felt the king is not, not happy. He feel look like suffocated, and the Buddha asked him, taught him how to be moderate in eating. And uh, I could not remember exactly what the what the 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 mantra that the Buddha gave him. But the king asked his cousin, his nephew, to memorize it anytime he's going to eat and asked the, his nephew to, to recite for him before he eat, and then until he gained his, his body strength and uh, how to call, his body looked slimmer, 
and he praised the Buddha more. And that the Buddha not even not only concerned and meta to him for the afterlife, but in this lifetime, the Buddha always helped to support him. That in in terms of addiction, what I heard, and in Buddhism, we not neglect or disperse the request or the help from supernatural being, supreme being. But the Buddha himself, he emphasized on effort and karma. Karma is action. We don't wait for or request things for God or supreme being. Nowadays, we, we might want to wait to request for help. People like that, it means that they don't have strength. In Buddhism, we have atitana. Atitana. We don't ask for, we don't request for, but we make firm determination. I want to do this thing. Human being can do. No need to ask for anyone. No need to ask from God. If you say, I stop smoking. One of the senior monks, when I was a teenager, at the time, I'm, I love I love cigarette. Cigarette smells so nice, and I love it. And the senior monk, he very well known because he his speech is quite funny. He his name Long Po He separate the cigarette and the mouth. He said, "To stop smoking is so easy. Just don't put cigarette into your mouth." That's it. End of the story. But for me, I learned that don't put your, the cigarette in your hand into your mouth. You can stop smoking. And I try about 200-something times before I stop smoking. I no need to ask any help from super uh, supreme being. Even you request, you ask for, you hope for, and you not strong enough, I don't think you cannot get away from your addiction. If you need the support, you might help ask support from your people around you. They will help you more. It doesn't mean that uh, supreme human being, supreme being cannot help you, but immediate result, ask people around you, ask the doctor, ask uh, the one who, people who trust in Thailand, Many people, they went to the monastery, uh, the monastery, Thamkabok, for example. If many people who are addicted to, to heroin or cocaine, even in the West, they went to Thamkabok in Saraburi, if I remember correctly. They educate there and come back to the West. And they, when they ask them, have you been to Thailand? They say, yes, I went to a special school. Where is it? Thamkabok. It means that they, they went to for help from the monk, and then they can turn themselves from addiction to become someone who's not addicted to, to heroin. And many people in Thailand as well, during the Khao Pansa, during the raining season, they went to see the monk and then make a while in front of the monk and say, during these three months, I won't, I won't drink. In, in, in these three months, I won't smoke. And then they stop. We can do like that. And not even some people, they might just 
make a determination with their spouse, with their partner. In this three months, I won't, I won't smoke. We can do like that in front of people we can trust. And if you can, you trust, you trust supreme being. Do like that too. You can do that too. But keep it. Keep your wow, and you can see that actually our strength is more important than their health from other people. When we just don't put the cigarette into your mouth, don't put the glass, the glass of alcohol into your mouth, you can stop addiction very quickly. This weekend is global citizen, citizen life which is part of global citizen 2011 global campaign campaign a recovery plan for the world for the world the recovery the recovery plan focused on five key objects ending covid 19 for all i wish that can be end two ended the hunger crisis, resuming learning for all, protecting life, protecting the planet, and advancing equality for all. That very, for me, I found it really good, the really high mind, very good principle. But how to achieve, how to achieve it? It's not so easy. For example, the first one, ending COVID-19 for all. How can we do so? And some might want to get vaccinated. And even though vaccination cannot prevent 100% from the COVID, many people, many friends of us, after they get two vaccination, two vaccination, they still, two doses, still can get COVID. And the COVID, many people, when they get COVID, they don't have symptoms. And we don't really know they get COVID or not. And how? That is difficult, difficult to achieve. And the ending, the hunger crisis. Yes, if we can do so, in Thailand, my country, if you are not drunk and you cannot walk, to the monastery, you might be starved to death. But if you're just a normal person, a good person, it's quite rare that you starve to death because food is abundant and it's very cheap. Street food is quite clean and very cheap. And if you uh, the one who not uh, a good person who you want, want to work for and you want to go to do something and tell them, I'm so hungry, can you feed me? They will feed you. Easy like that. In the monastery too, we have abundant, a lot of food. We can keep 100 people in the monastery. You never, you're never starving to death. And abundant. But the society have the problem of we don't eat because merely for the body need, but we eat because what we want to show off. We want to show our status. We eat expensive food. We eat something in not 
really useful for our body. We need a very high-class restaurant with a new brand, very best, the best brand, the, bread, the best restaurant is so expensive. You might have to pay 30 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 300 pounds, but food for the body, you know, that's expensive. Three pounds maximum. In Thailand, it might be even cheaper. You know, you can, and you can, when I grow up, we don't have, I, when I want to tell people what it my, my family food was, at the beginning, I'm quite shy because I felt like oh, it's not posh. In Thailand, we have, we have the, we learn from the West, we have to have protein, carbohydrate, and vitamin, we call five group of nutrients. When I was young, I never have enough five group. But we have abundance of food. But to categorize into protein, Vitamin, we got a lot because we have a lot of vegetable. We got a lot of rice. We, from time to time, we might get protein from time to time, but we don't have five group. The group of five is idealistic for us. But nowadays, the, when we compare the food that we have in the society compared to the food that my family had, in my family food, we call Healthy food, organic food. If it compare the price, it might be double nowadays, standard. Because nowadays, if you want to have organics, you have to pay, to pay at least double to have organic thing. At the time, you're not, not. You look like a poor a person and then some, someone who cannot afford. In, in the past, we call kindi yudi, eat well, uh, stay well. Nowadays, you, they change to be eat healthy, stay healthy. And in my time, in order, uh, because we walk a lot and we work a lot and we eat very simple food, and I learned later, at that time, it's, and it was privilege. It's quite posh compared to nowadays. That hunger, if we share, if we keep to other people, try not to keep more, try not to spend more. I remember, I cannot remember where it come from, but I heard that the white children, the white kids, use or spend 20 times more than other kids. Is it right or not? I, I, have, I, didn't, I didn't have a statistic with me, but what I heard is people spend a lot, people use a lot of resources compared to uh, people in Asia, people in Africa, we don't use that much. And many people would like to go to Thailand as a monk because they're thinking of uh, simple and easy life. They want to stay in the forest. They want to stay in the simple hut. They want to stay in the remote area. When I told them we don't have running water, they keep quiet. And how and how, how we get water, we have to carry. Mm, uh, really? And if you know, if you learn that when you want to use water, you have to carry yourself. You never take a bath, a big bath like you do in the West. 
But for me, from time to time, because here yeah, it's quite normal that you take a bath, but not in the monastery. But when I go somewhere, when I have a chance to take a bath, I would like to try. Okay. But it doesn't make me my skin lighter. I still look dark as I used to be. That if we don't use too much, if we don't spend too much and chair and use as which we have we call wise reflection before we use for the monk we have wise reflection. Wise reflection. For example, wise reflection, I use food not for fun, not for fattening, not for beautification, not for just only for maintenance of my body, for keeping it healthy, for maintaining the healthy life, and to maintain and to go into spiritual life, make our goal successful. That's how we use requisite. If we can think like this before you buy something, thinking about what is the true value of the thing, the requisite we're going to use. And when it more, it doesn't mean that you don't, you're not allowed to have more, but when you have more, think about other people too, uh, thinking about, is it going to affect my easy, the, the, the healthy life? It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have a Porsche house, Porsche car. If your wealth support that, go ahead. But See it fit you or not. Try not to show because as a status, try not to in Thai we call haru hara in, in Thai word. Rura in Thai word when I was young is a bad word. Luxury. Luxurious is a bad word. But nowadays it's become a, like a comfortable word. Anywhere you have to be rura, luxurious. And to have Nowadays, because luxurious, special, exclusive seem to be quite ordinary word. It turned back to be organic, simple, and easy. That it more expensive, organic, expensive, simple. You have to pay to get simpleness. You have to pay more to accept nature. That how things work nowadays. And to, 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 to protect the planet and advance equality. To advance equality, I would go back to what, what I talk about. The request for me, request for the Buddhist perspective. No need to have too high idea. Just let human being be the same human being. If we can do like that. A lot of equality is in there. If we can try that, someone who has idea about, about equal in everything, we are human beings, equal as a human being. It's good enough in one sense. We cannot be equal in everything. Like someone who really high educated, someone really educated, someone really intelligent, someone make a lot of effort, cannot be equal with someone who lazy, someone who not spend time in learning, someone who uh, don't train themselves, they are not equal like that compared to money. Money have the same value as money, but money have different value. It depends on what type of bank, what type of coin. Human being is, but 
if we agree that human being have the same value as the same as human being, they will change a lot of equality problem. And equal in meta, don't separate them, even though they not believe like us. Don't try to convert them. The conversion thing is not healthy. If you ne never uh, be able to, never be be someone who someone else try to convert you, you don't know how how suffocated it was. Someone come to you and try to tell you what they think and what is good and how do you think it's bad. Not only religious point of view, just someone who used the phone in different brand, different company, and try to tell you, my phone is better than you, your one is not, you need to use this one, this one is good like that. And when you not explain well, it's really annoying. I would like to ask people who love to convert people and proud about it, stop doing it. Either religious or other thing, just don't convert people. It's funny. If you think in terms of uh, free spirit, if you can explain to them well, they will follow you. If you show them well that you are happy, they will follow you. If you show them that you are kind, kind person, no need to keep a brand that because I am this, because I am this group, so I am kind. No need to do like that. Stop converting, converting people. That it another simple request. Next one is equality in 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 uh, the first one human. The second one is uh, meta. The third one is truth. Come to the simple one. The truth belong to everyone. It not belong to God. It not belong to Buddha, it not belong to Brahma, it not belong to Allah, it belong to everyone. The truth is the truth. And we can access the truth by our ability. And if you believe like that, if you don't believe like that, we need to request to understand the nature, understand the, the law of nature, because God tells you different category. And if we think that the truth belongs to everyone, and the truth is the same for everyone, it will be so a lot of conflict in this world. That is my answer for the question. And the last one, how can an understanding of virtue help us raise children and mentor young people more skillfully? Can the virtue help heal children in development trauma? Come back to the dana again, generosity. I would say that to be generous person, it can help to be example to your kid, to your children. When you are generous, you become the one who look to other human beings, to look to the environment around you. You are the one who affect the environment. You are the one who affect your kid. If you are kind, 
they will look you at you as the at the role model, and someone who kind who like to support other people. When you give something to other people, to the animal, they will love you. That so a lot of problem in the world. Be, uh, so many groups they are so well off. Uh, for example, in the World War II, and many people hate Jew, Jews people. And before that, they, by the history, I not look down on the Jews, but the history show that when you are keeping only for your own group, you don't want to share to other people. Always look at you as the enemy, the envy. They would like to take your wealth. If you learn how to share, share to everyone, see them as a human being, see them as a fellow citizen, see them as someone is have they are looking for the way to get out from the suffering as you do. That we will, people will love us more. That my theory. And I can see that when you give something to simple my thing like animal, at the beginning they might not trust you, but when they when you feed them more and more and more, they start to trust in you, and you see you as friend. I remember when I see I saw the documentary, one of the men he tried to be friend with the brow bear, and the way he he did was he care, he. Get a lot of, um, uh, I think, penis in penis penis in the his jumper a lot, and he throw to the bear, and he stand there and throw to the bear, and throw to the bear. The bear just eat, eat, and then the bear come closer. He throw to the bear until it finished, and the next day he do the same. Throw to the bear until the bear come in. To his hand at the beginning, the bear coming like, and later on the bear start to closer, and from the hand eat from the hand, and later closer he can touch the bear. Eventually, he went to the bear dent and stay with the cup, the bear cup, and he will. I found that to keep thing. To even animal, they know they know that you can be trust because of giving. Food is very important. In Buddhist term, we said the one who gives is is beloved by everyone else. The one who gives by be loved by everyone else. Try it out. When you do like this, you can raise your child easily. If the child you can see that you are happy. To keep things away, you are happy to raise him up. You show him as an example. You are not fussy. You are wise. You love to study because the child, the children, they like to see you as an example. If you become good example, it will be very benefit to you and benefit to your child and benefit to people around you and the world that we live on. And I think this is the question that I have today. 
Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And thank you for bearing with me with my English. <laughs>